0: Hello, coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to Her Next Chapter, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories from amazing women who have reinvented their careers or lives. Could be total changes, could be side hustles. I'm Stephanie Pierce, mother of three, wife of one, former corporate exec, and now I am the founder and CEO of StephPierce.com.
1: And I am Julie Burton, founder of Modern Well, a female-centered co-working space in Minneapolis, and I'm the author of The Self-Care Solution, A Modern Mother's Must-Have Guide to Health and Well-Being, and I'm a mother and a wife.
0: In each episode, Julie and I will bring you these awesome stories about the power, pain, and laughs that come from change. Are you ready for your next chapter? Hello Stephanie. <laughs> what a morning.
1: What a morning. Hello to you. <laughs> Technology. Hello. We love it. We hate it. It connects us. It divides us. It's it's all it's all
0: the things. You know, I'm an engineer by degree. That, I guess you are. I, I know that surprises <laughs> you sometimes no, no. because the level of ineptitude that I have as it relates to Zoom, which I use all the time. Yeah. But somehow, some way, there's just... Too many links. It, it doesn't links. like me. I think it's, it's ready to... Zoom wants to divorce me. No, I'm, I'm pretty no. sure. It must. It's, it's not you. It's Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> we'll blame it on the Zoom. I am excited. So excited. Um, Every now and then, we have a guest. M- most of our guests, as our listeners know, are kind of corporate-y. And we love corporate-y. Because I'm a little corporate-y. Yeah. But on occasion, um, Jules (laughs) will have an inspirational creative that joins us that I personally, as a corporate-y type, love to hear those stories because I think what we all end up walking away with is there's a little bit of creative in all of us. For sure. And so... I'm excited to hear and meet our guests today. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. So, Karen Elaine is our guest today, and we are just absolutely thrilled to have her, and the the backstory of how Karen and I met is really wonderful as well, so I will share that, but just to let you know who this this beautiful human um, is on our our show today, Karen is a self-taught artist originally from Northwest London. She specializes in black art from African American, British, and Caribbean perspectives, Karen's time is split. Okay, ready? This is this is like the best. Okay, between London, okay, love, Mini- love, love, Minneapolis, love. and wait for it, Barbados. Mm. Okay, like I, I just I want to come back as Karen. Yeah, <laughs> those are tough London, locations. U.S. and Barbados. <laughs> All right, let's just stop right there. Um, Up until two years ago, Karen was a marketing manager working at a property development company who liked to paint in her spare time. After painting for fun and posting her work across social media, she started to gain some real interest from people across the world. And her self-label started to shift from Karen who likes to paint to Karen the artist. Oh, I love it! And I I just love that, and you know you can probably uh, guess where this where this story goes, right? Karen, the artist we are speaking to, and I had um it, it was really a serendipitous. I don't think there are any actually coincidences. I think that whoever we meet and connect with, like we're su- that's supposed to happen, right? They're supposed we're supposed to be in each other's lives, and and I definitely feel that way about Karen. So. I volunteered for Dr. Verna Price, her Girls Taking Action program, and I was at Hopkins High School doing a, a mentoring program. This was pre COVID. And Dr. Verna, an amazing connector, a lot of times brings in different people, different uh, powerful Black women to, you know, the, the, there's probably, I don't know, 20 to 30 girls um, of color in the room that are. There at 7 30 in the morning, you know, like half of them their <laughs> eyes are like almost, you know, barely open. But Dr. Verna, you know, is there to inspire them and and to show them, hey, you know, do school, stay in school, go to college, you know, and 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 stay on the path. And so she brings in these inspirational black women um, to, to speak to them and, um, and inspire them. And so in walks Karen. <laughs> and I mean, she's just, she's just, uh, a, a, a light. Um, and, and then I see these paintings that are kind of lined up, um, you know, in this, in this classroom and kind of against the wall. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So needless to say, of course I, you know, Bought a painting from her, made a friend, and um and and that's where and that's where it all started. And and Karen has been back and forth um to London and has since gotten married to a man in the US. And um so I'm just we're just thrilled. Stephanie and I are thrilled to have you here
0: today. Oh so excited to have you. Hear your story. So okay. thank you. Now, Karen, before we get started, normally we ask. We have you share like the website to where people can see your art at the end. Is there a place where people could go and see your art?
2: Yes. So it's OyaArtsOnline.com. So that's W-W-W-O-Y-A-A-R-T-S-Online.com.
0: Okay. And the reason I'm asking is because I want everyone who's listening, if you're not like in your car or whatever but if you're at home listening i want you to look it up go so that you can look (laughs) and see the art while we talk to karen okay
2: back to you Jules. right like then people
0: can like look at it while it's happening okay exactly exactly so without further ado
1: (laughs) that's a long intro um but i am just i'm so grateful that you're here and um you know, your story is so inspirational because as Steph was saying, you know, you work in the corporate thing and mm-hmm. and you followed your creativity and turned that side hustle into a very successful and wonderful business. Yes. And you're still doing it. You're you're doing, doing it life. both.
2: Right. I'm still doing both. Yeah.
1: So so <laughs> this is reinvention. I mean, this, this is, this total is reinvention. it. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's an and right. Not an or. And that's what we're excited that's to hear. Awesome. So yeah. so I'll stop talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love your voice, Jules. Come on.
1: <laughs> but we really want to hear that beautiful British accent um, from Karen. So, Karen, welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being
2: here. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. And I have to admit, I love the introduction, inspirational, creative. So thank you for that. That was very, very warming. Definitely. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. So, Tell us, Karen, what does
2: reinvention mean to you? You know, for me, I think what's funny about that question is I think I, reinvention has been an intrinsic part of my personality before I could even vocalize what reinvention is. I have always been of the mindset to try new things. And I was very lucky to be brought up by two parents that placed no limitations on what I could do whatsoever. So for me, I have gone through my life um, reinventing myself. I'll give you kind of what that looks like. Um, so I studied um, sociology and cultural studies so um, up until a master's level. So I'm a trained sociologist. And during that time, I was kind of working for the police um, and just doing like regular admin work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I, I got bored. So I just thought, well, I need to do something else because this isn't working for me. And I saw this job advert for a homicide analyst, um, and I thought, I want to do that. And something that my dad said in my mind was, you know, as women, women look at job adverts and they think, oh, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, but I can't do that. And we always focus on what we can't do. And whereas men look at something and say, I can't do that, I can't do that, but I can do that one thing and they apply for the job. So my dad has always taught me to like, have that mindset of if you can do one thing, go for it. And everything else will fall into place. So that's literally has been my mantra throughout my life. If I can do one thing in a situation, I'm going to put myself forward and I'm going to go for it. I got the job as a homicide analyst. I did that for three years working for the Metropolitan Police. Then another opportunity came up where I got a job doing media and marketing and I fell into media and marketing. And then I wanted to go to Barbados So I applied for a job in a company that wasn't didn't even have a job, Um, and I got a job as a marketing uh, manager in Barbados, and then I moved over to be a journalist in Barbados, and then that has been kind of like the flow of my life. I just think if I if I want to do something, I identify an opportunity to do for it and I go for it. I think sometimes as women, reinvention can be linked with stability, instability in a way that is not done with men. I think men have the luxury of being able to try different things and be looked at as brave whereas sometimes with women we have so many different pressures put upon us on what we should be doing by what time of life and how what that should look like Is if we try and dabble in new things sometimes put, people put, talk fear into our plans and for me reinvention is going for what you want without fear and without limitation Because sometimes the only obstacles, I mean, we have lots of obstacles as women, especially as women of colour, but we don't need to be another one of those obstacles. So for me, reinvention is, you know, identifying what you want to do. If it feels a little bit strange, if it feels difficult, just do it. And if it's just one thing in that list of things that you can do, just go for it. So that's always been kind of my outlook in life. Right? That's (laughs) amazing. (laughs) So many questions. I mean, like, so okay. many questions. So here's my yeah.
0: first question.
2: Yes.
0: Okay, you went from homicide.
2: Homicide, yes.
0: And then there was marketing.
2: And there was marketing. There's yeah.
0: some journalism in there, too.
2: Journalism, yeah.
0: So my question, Karen, is yeah. what did you see in those, what appeared to me at least, extraordinarily different roles? Yeah. How How did you... Make that happen. And I'm asking from the lens of we have listeners that are, you know, trying to figure out what their Mm -hmm. next step is. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you might be very, very proficient in moving from (laughs) one step to the next. So I think you might be a great teacher in this space. How did you make the change? And not like logistically how, but what did you see that said, oh, journalism, let's do that, or Mm -hmm. marketing,
2: let's do that? Everything. And I think this is true for everything in life. Everything is people-centred and based on relationships. So with homicide, it's, believe it or not, that's relationship building, that's working with different agencies, that's working with a small team to to kind of like find an answer to a problem. Marketing is people-centred. It's understanding why people want to buy, why they want to engage with something, what makes them tick to make an action. Journalism is offering information to people so it's, it's again it's it's giving people information it's working with people it's conducting interviews it's getting to a personal level with people and art oh, is people centered you know that's creating something to give people peace happiness tell a story you know educate so for me the common thread through all of that is having a people-centered approach And ironically, you know, being a sociologist by trade, that's people and community centred. So I managed to kind of like sew that common thread through all of my different careers and find that if you focus and have like a people centred attitude, you can basically navigate. And what I find is we often get caught up on the technical skills that are needed in life and forget how important the interpersonal skills are. Mm -hmm. Women, that's where we rock. So well, one thing I have learned is, well, what use your strengths to your advantages. And one thing that we do, we're emotionally intelligent beings. We're very good communicators. We have those amazing soft skills. So that's what we really need to use as a key of reinvention and to take that next step to the next chapter of life. Awesome. Mm,
1: I love that. Okay, let's talk about, the paintbrush. Yeah. The, paintbrush. Yeah. <laughs> the paintbrush, right? Yeah. Um, from a little girl, from from just, where, wh- like, when did that paintbrush find your way into your hand? And talk about your journey as an artist.
2: My journey as an artist is an interesting one. And it, it actually originally bore, bore out of a kind of resistance. I think I was about seven or eight. And I was very talkative believe it or not and I was disrupting the class in math because I hate math and I still do so I was disrupting the class and the teacher got really annoyed with me and she put me in the corner of the room she gave me a pen and a paper and some colored pencils and said if you want to waste everybody's time just go ahead and just waste your own so I did I wasted my own I painted this amazing kind of like geo, geo, um, geometric picture where I colored in all the different kind of levels And she looked at it and she said, actually, this is really good. What I want to do is now get the rest of the class to do a similar picture for the last half of the Mm lesson. So at a young age, I realised that art had the ability to change situations and change people's focus and put you in a position to hold conversations and give you a seat at the table. But I put it down. I put the paintbrush down at about 15 um, because, you know, that was a time where, as a black woman in London, art wasn't going to feed me. So um, my parents were like, well, you know, you go and get something that you can fall back on. You know, the old adage, art, you probably might better pay your bills. You can pick that up later in life. So I put down the art brush, went to university and then didn't pick it up properly again till 2018.
0: Wow.
2: Um, yeah, I was working at um, a property development company at the time. And my friend, she's an artist and she had an artist studio. She's like, why don't you just come in and just paint with me? So I was like, sure, I'll do that. So I did a couple of paintings. She's like, you know, you should really like set up an Instagram account and put some of your paintings on there. I was like, well, no one's going to want to see my little paintings. She's like, just do it, honestly, trust me. So I set up um, Oya Arts. Um, I didn't know what to call myself, but I've always liked the West African deity Oya. She is the... goddess of change so she um basically because she controls all of the elements um wind fire rain and she moves anything that is in a way she just completely just moves it out so i thought Oya arts makes sense because she's a strong powerful black deity i like that i like the idea of making room for change and that's my strap line. so i started painting and putting stuff on instagram and then somebody dm'd me and said how much how much so they're like how much for your painting so then i ran back to my friend I was like how do i price my art so she kind of like worked me through that process and then that was literally it and then um that was 2018 i sold my first piece and then i sold a lot more quite quickly after that i had my first solo show in london at the end of and 19. Then I came over to Minneapolis and I showcased my work here, and I'm a part of the Rojo Collective here as well. Um, and then I went back to London and I had another art show. And then I had my last art show in Barbados in April, just before I left. So, next from- one
1: is that Modern Well. <laughs> next
0: one is at Modern well. <laughs> that is so. So, in 2018, Karen, you yeah. were selling your art through social media just through
2: social media yeah wow. just through Instagram and Facebook yeah I mean that's primarily still my number one way that I sell my art but obviously now that I've linked up with Roho um I've got other avenues as well um but yeah social media is still um my number one selling tool and my website are you having fun I love it this is like <laughs> the best, this is the best chapter of my life I mm. think you know it's funny, you get to, I think for me, you get to 35 and you just relax in who you are. Uh, so the last five years for me have just been a great and epic journey of really settling into self, owning like everything and put, bringing all my experiences to the table and really enjoying every day in this creative space. And I'm, I love, I love creating.
0: And so you have a day job too. Mm-hmm. I do. And so my question is, you know, sometimes people are like, I'm going to, this day job is going to go and I'm going to do this, you know, whatever I'm doing as currently a side hustle is going to be my thing. That's the objective. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering for you if that's the case or are you like, this is, I love having both Mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to, you know, do one until I can have the other one be my full time.
2: Um, right now, I, I, don't, I don't think I would be a full-time artist in the sense of painting to sell. However, I do have an, another element of Oya art that links art with um, the corporate world. And I do kind of go into businesses and I inject art into their strategies development. Or into their employee engagement activities. So, strategy development is the most boring thing in the world. We everybody knows that it becomes boring. You do the same kind of things. You have the discovery sessions. You have the SWOT analysis. It's boring. So, what I do is I bring art into that process. I use like visual thinking strategies to help people unlock their creative side and get different thought processes out. And then the employee engagement element is like working with teams if it's painting classes or jigsaw painting activities and working with them to kind of help boost morale so um all of those three things together work really well for me I don't I've never been an either or kind of person I kind of like go with the flow of how it's working I also don't want to lose the love of painting and that's really important to me because sometimes when you commercialize something you lose the love for it so whereas I will fully kind of commercialize the corporate element of my work and the training and the the consultancy I don't think I'll ever fully commercialize the painting side of it because that's a joy for me so it it acts as a pleasurable pastime a hobby a distressor anti-anxiety medicine um, and I don't want to ever take that away so I've found ways to diversify and commodify painting without actually having to just paint as for for money in that sense.
1: So, do you feel like that it does that that it, that if you were to have to paint to pay your bills, yeah, that that would take away yeah some of for the me. joy
2: for you, for me. yeah, yeah. For me, mm-hmm. and that's not everybody's story. And I think that mm-hmm. for me, that's one thing I've learned through all of my different things that I've done is being happy is the most important thing forever Mm -hmm. I think we have so many expectations put upon ourselves and that we also put upon ourselves particularly as a small business owner sometimes we think well all right I've started this business I have to people say you have to give it 150 percent; otherwise it's not going to work in some instances that is true but there's other instances that you have to define what success looks like for you what working looks like for you and what happiness looks like for you and for me, it's a real kind of fine line. Um, whatever happens, my peace of mind and my happiness is the most important thing. Um, and I, I find painting does that for me. So I never want to be in the position where I pick up a paintbrush and think, I don't want to do this today.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think this. that's such a great point. right? Because I do think <laughs> that you, we all have a tendency to want to wanna take the stuff we like
2: mm-hmm. and
0: try to commercialize it. Mm-hmm. When maybe the stuff you like is just stuff you like, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's stuff that you do. I also love what you said. Swats are boring. That's so right? boring. <laughs> so for those of you who are like, "What in the heck is a SWAT?" It is an exercise that we do on the corporate side a lot in business to help you, a team or an organization, define their strengths their weaknesses, their opportunities, and their threats. That's the S-W-O-T of SWAT. But it could use
2: a facelift. Yeah, definitely. And so what I get people to do is draw their thoughts. And it's fun. And you don't, it's not about, and I always tell people, it's not about creating a masterpiece. It's just about representation and it's getting it down. Um, so we we get them to draw a lot. We use color to try to like get people to associate colour with different thoughts and different feelings. It's really injecting some creativity into something that's really boring and kind of like regimental. And mm-hmm. rigid. and again, we did it with stakeholder mapping as well. So stakeholder mapping is really interesting because you get to draw your stakeholders, you get to put your stakeholders in a storyboard perspective and how they kind of work with your organisation and stuff. So you get a visual representation of what your stakeholders do, the role that they bring to the table, but also the role that you want them to bring. So art uh, is real; it's a real creative tool that you can use to brighten up the most mundane set of tasks in the corporate world.
1: I don't know about you, but I, I, you know, Steph works with Steph coaches a, a lot of executives and and teams in the yeah. corporate world. I'm seeing like a guest in your presentations there. <laughs> in my I, mind, like, I'm I, thinking like, of, I,
0: <laughs> I'm, if I was doing a SWAT. For some organizations, my picture might just be a sad face. Like, <laughs> Karen may push me to do a think a little bit harder than just a sad face. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. that could be what I love about what you're saying, though, is you are finding ways to incorporate mm-hmm. not only what you love, but a really great tool art mm-hmm. to help in business yeah. without it being kind of all the things without choosing, right? So you're not saying I'm choosing art over marketing or I'm choosing marketing over art. You're saying I choose both Mm -hmm. and I see how uh, this work that I'm doing, this creative work can be actually impactful in a world and in circumstances, SWOT analysis, stakeholder analysis, strategy development, Mm -hmm. where people may not necessarily... Think about creativity. I mean, not think about art. I think that's awesome.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So, so Karen, it, it, your story obviously shows that reinvention is just a part of who you are, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. you're just like, turn left, turn right, go forward, go back, left, you know, like, like it just, you have just approached life that way with the, which is such a, a beautiful way to do so. Now, a lot of our listeners, you know, may, may not have, um, been raised the way, you know, you were raised. And, you know, I remember in the beginning you were saying something about without fear, right. And and I think that fear is, is one thing that, that gets in a lot of Mm -hmm. people's ways. And, you know, I can't do that. I'm afraid to do that. Yeah. What, you know, and then sort of the catastrophic thinking, well, if I do that, what if this happens? And then, uh-huh. you know, I can't pay my mortgage and I can't, you know, Good so idea. I think that your mindset is, is so positive and so um, fluid, but a lot of people don't have that, right? Mm-hmm. They they just mm-hmm. kind of get caught in their own, in fears and, um and sort of the, the myopic way of of thinking. Yeah. Um but so what would you say to people who are listening to you and are like, "Oh my gosh, that's so amazing that she can do that and that's so cool that she could, you know, pivot and go here and work in, you know, police homicide and then yeah. and then marketing and then be an artist and but like that's not me, right? And here I am and I am stuck and I want to change mm-hmm. but I don't know how to do that what what would you say to people who might be feeling um a little less courageous yeah um but but that they really do need a change
2: yeah nothing happens overnight and you know as i sit down and retell my story from the lens where i am today it seems like a seamless transition but nothing ever is seamless and everything took baby steps um, so I, ne- I I've never I've never just like thrown a caution to the wind to a certain extent and just done anything without planning. So I would always say to people, write things down and take baby steps. If you want to open your own business, um, selling pottery, for example, do a few pop ups, you know, get a market store, partner with somebody like wet your feet first before jumping fully in. Um, and my thing is to always, I think we have this idea that if you're employed or if you have something steady, then you're safe. But one thing COVID has taught me as well mm. is you're never safe. Mm-mm. So, you know, we have this false sense of security when we work for other people that we're good and then that every month we can pay a mortgage. But that's not, that's not necessarily the truth. Mm. So what I've always found is for me, having a, a side hustle is a necessity to feeling secure. So for me, it was flipping my mindset, because on paper, I left a very secure job in the Metropolitan Police that I would never have lost. I only would have had to work 30 years. I would have had a pension and I would have been retired by now. Um, But then that's that sense of security would not have made me happy because I wouldn't have been exploring what I wanted to explore. Um, But when I made that transition, I did I did it with a security blanket. So I left the police with the understanding that I could come back in a year if I wanted to. I spoke to them. I said, I want to go to Barbados. I want to explore these options. So for me, I've always made sure that there is, I've stepped kind of like tentatively. I haven't just gone gone gung ho and I've taken baby steps. And I think that's, that's my advice to anybody. Take baby steps and don't let other people think, tell you that has to be either or I think that's the most damaging kind of rhetoric and, kind of like false narrative that is put to people particularly women that you have pick a side you don't have to pick a side sometimes both of them can be your side you just it's up to you how you manage them mm. Amazing.
1: <laughs> I think this is gonna be an episode that people <laughs> I hope so listen to over and over and over again for sure like really I, I know
0: I will <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> so appreciative of oh my gosh your your thoughts and your ability to kind of take what you've learned and make it applicable to people who might have been raised differently, might yeah. have heard different messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciate that. Tell us again, one more time, Karen, what's the website for your art?
2: Yep. So that's Oya Art. So it's www.oyeartsonline.com
0: wonderful yeah and
1: we'll put those in the show notes and if you want to if you're in the twin cities and want to see one of her paintings um we have one a beautiful one in uh in the modern World space and hope to get more soon so okay. thank you so much karen for being thank with you. us today thank
0: you so much karen it was so wonderful to meet you what a great way to spend the end of the morning yes I Yes. So <laughs> thank you thank you Take thank care. you listeners Thanks for listening to another episode of hernextchapter.co. You can follow us on Instagram at hernext.chapter. And you can find all of our lovely, fun, fabulous podcasts on all those places where podcasts can be found. Please follow us and give us five stars. We'd be so delighted and tickled. And we hope that you are enjoying your time with us. Last but not least hernextchapter.co. You can check us out there as well. See you next week.